Securities offered through Cetera Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Cetera Advisor Networks, LLC, is under separate ownership from any other named entity. Carson Partners, a division of CWM, LLC, is a nationwide partnership of advisors. This is The Way to Wealth. With host Scott Ford, a jiu-jitsu fighting, woodworking, beekeeping entrepreneur who is also the managing director, partner, and wealth advisor of Carson Wealth. Financial freedom is the goal, and clarity and simplicity is how we'll get there. Let's get to it. This is Way to Wealth. Hello, and welcome back to the Way to Wealth podcast, where we're all about making money simple so that you can fully live and fully live now, since that's really all we have anyway. Very excited this week to have with us Steve Maxwell. Steve uh, has become a friend and someone I've worked with for years. We initially, I found out about Steve through Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is one of my passions. Steve has a vast experience in um, wellness, physical fitness. And as as you all know, the way to wealth is about making money simple so you can fully live. Well, fully living is not money. And so I always talk about health, wealth, wisdom, and happiness. And so First, welcome to the Way to Wealth podcast, Steve. Excited to have you share uh, your wisdom with my, my, my tribe and my group. Hey, thanks a lot, Scott. Really happy to be here. Yeah, man. Yeah. So the, the first thing I, I thought we'd talk about, Steve, is when I, when I talk about health, wealth, wisdom, in the wealth piece, I talk about financial freedom, where you can set yourself up ideally where you have passive income covering your expenses, then you're economically free. You don't have that uh, that strain of paying your bills, let's say. You know, I've met billionaires and then I've met people where I don't know how much money they have, but it's not much, if any. And they feel like they have enough. So that's like the second rung down in the wealth piece. I call it financially independent or economically independent, having enough and having love in your life is really what the real game's about. My point is, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your thoughts on enough, because as I said, I've seen billionaires where they're not happy until they get the next billion. And then I've seen those that who knows what they have, if anything, but they feel like they have enough and like they're more wealthy than the billionaire, in my opinion. And so I know you've traveled the world out of a duffel bag for a lot of years, and now you've settled down in Washington state in a tiny house, which you just gave me a tour of, which I love. So I'd love to just get your perspective on that and share that with the audience where you're coming from with your thoughts on enough. A man that has simple needs will always have enough. It's only when you have like these enormous needs that you're always striving. I haven't known any billionaires, but I have known a bunch of millionaires. And there's been many, a very wealthy man that on his deathbed wouldn't have given it all to have just a little bit more time. So often in my experience, having run a, a, a personal training gym in Philadelphia, my, my clients were like a who's who of the Philadelphia area. And uh, many of these people were just driving themselves to make this money and just not taking care of themselves. And to me, it just seemed crazy. I was always a very simple person, very low needs. I felt better living a minimalist lifestyle. Rather than see how much I can acquire, my philosophy was always, how little can I you know, live with and still be happy and have my needs met. 
So sometimes it's not about getting stuff. It's about cutting out stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Some, sometimes it's not what you say yes to, it's what you say no to. And that's another example. There's a, there's a book I read years ago, um, the magic art of tidying up, uh, in this lady from Japan wrote it and boy, it, her, her test is, and it's, and it is moving things along and she does it in love too. Cause it's not, it's not a extraction where get rid of this and it's not an aggressive thing. It's a question of, is this bringing me joy? Cause I, what else are we here to do? And if it's not bringing me joy, well then let me pass it on to someone else who it might bring joy to. And I'm like, that's a great way to look at it. So, and I know you've lived the life, like again, you've, you've traveled the world, uh, shared your knowledge and, uh, you know, had the house, had the, picket fence, had the the whole thing. And then, uh, you know, was it, have lived the life of a vagabond for a while with very simplistic. And then now again, living in a tiny house. So I appreciate you sharing that. And, you know, it, it carries a lot of weight because you've lived it for a lot of years now. Um, and so proof that uh, it works and simple is good. Well, you know, I call it the accumulation mindset. There was a very uh, well-known comedian, George Carlin, back in the 60s and 70s. Maybe you remember him. He had a whole riff. In fact, uh, your audience should look at him up on YouTube. Uh, his whole thing about people working jobs that they really hate in order to buy stuff that they don't need. And then having to rent space to keep the stuff. And then worrying about making enough money to continue to keep the stuff. And I mean, it's just like the, the, the whole, the whole thing was uh, quite funny, but quite accurate. It's yes. like, you know, what are we on this earth for? You know, is it really to acquire and get more and more and more? It's part of that whole philosophy of I myself am not enough. I need to go out and get more and add to myself. And yes, you know, people have to be comfortable in their own skin first. You know, getting all these things, cars and boats and yachts and all this kind of stuff, um, it's not going to bring any kind of real true satisfaction or happiness. It yeah. will not. Yeah. And you I mean, I, I, was, I was happy as, as could be. I was literally living for almost 15 years with one bag, literally one bag that could fit in the overhead compartment. I mean... How many pair of pants can you wear at a time, you know? How many chairs can you sit on at once? You know, how many dishes can you eat off of? How many jackets can you wear? You know, how many cars can you drive? You don't need more than one of anything, really. And when you pair things down and get really simple, you feel so much better. And, you know, the you mentioned the Japanese lady. I have a, a Zen little exercise I do every morning. I make my bed. I'll show you the tiny house law. No one sees it. Just me. And I meticulously make my bed every day because a cluttered house full of junk or stuff sitting all over the place or, you know, a bedroom with clothes thrown all over the place and unmade bed. That's a disorganized mind. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, lots of wisdom, man. So uh, thanks for sharing that. It's why one of the reasons I wanted to have you on. And again, you've lived it. So, you know, it's coming from a place of authenticity uh, and that thought of enough. And you, you struck a chord talking about um, 
part of the struggle is people feeling like they're not enough. And I totally agree with that. So when you think about health, I'm going to, I'm going to pivot to health because it's health, wealth, wisdom, and happy is my framework in health. It's like we're wounded and it's this healing that needs to happen. And, and we end up masking it, whether it's drug, it's alcohol, food, or stuff or relationships. You're just trying to fill a void of, of healing that needs to be done. And for you, I know I've watched, you know, we've known each other now for years, uh, become friends and you've uh, mentored me. One of my goals, Steve, was, you know, as we age, I was, when we met, I was in my, I probably, I don't know, early or mid 40, something like that now 50. And the, the idea was it made sense that I found someone who's been where I'm at. So, you know, I think you're probably 20 years, my senior now at this point, you I'll, be, I'll be 70 it. this year. That's yeah. what I thought. So you would never guess it, but that's what I was looking for. All right, let's find someone who's been at my age and is now in this case, 20 years older, they're going to share what some, someone my age doesn't know what they don't know. They don't know what 60 looks like because they've not been there. And so that's why I reached out. It's been a great relationship uh, with you sharing with all this wisdom. So I'd love to get your thoughts on your journey in wellness. You know, if, if someone's listening into this and, um, you know, what, what are some foundational principles um, in healing and specifically uh, in health, just some core stuff. And then maybe we can dig in a little bit of what, what your routine looks like and why you do what you do. Well, it all started when I was very young, you know, I, um, I have to share this first because this goes directly into what you're talking about. When I was a kid, my father, he was very uh, disciplined man. And by the way, discipline trumps motivation. People talk about how do you stay motivated? Motivated is way overrated. I'm not motivated to do anything, but I'm disciplined. And I learned that from an early age from my father, who was extremely disciplined about his eating he was one of the few people that uh, used to run. He enjoyed running. Uh, that was back in the day that if you were running in the neighborhood, the cops would pull you over and say, hey, man, what are you doing? <laughs> they think you're running from a crime scene. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, lifted weights and was very regimented. But I used to hear him say, hey, Steve, I can't wait to get up uh, out of bed each morning to go to work. I thought, oh, my God, that's amazing. I'd hear all the other dads in the neighborhood complain, oh, my God, it's Monday, or thank God it's Friday. My dad never uttered those words. I can't wait to get out of bed in the morning so I can go to work because mm. he found something that he loved. He happened to work for the Federal Department of Agriculture. He was a, a farm boy. So I made it my mission from a very early age to find something that I loved like that that would get me up out of bed and really enthusiastic. And it was in the health and fitness. My coaches, my mentors, I wrestled all through high school and NCAA Division I program. And I was always looking, you know, for ways to keep myself healthy so I could play those sports. Then later I discovered the Gracies in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So for me, you know, the health was centered on this activity that I loved, which was Jiu-Jitsu. And I also made that the thing that I wanted to teach. So my avocation became my vocation. Mm. So people need to find something that really jazzes them. You mentioned something I think is important, and that is 
um, you know, finding something that you love and being able to pour yourself into it. Why I think it's important is people end up retiring and going downhill really quickly after retirement. And I see it also in business owners. A lot of the audience are business owners and entrepreneurs. And, you know, I, I teach building to exit, not that you exit, but you need to build to exit because if you build to exit, you make yourself less and less relevant, which gives you the freedom and the time, which is your most valuable asset. And you make your business, your largest asset, more valuable in doing so. Those that do exit, my experience has been, this is something they need to be very careful. It's one thing to maximize your ex exit monetarily, meaning get, you're going to get the most money, but what are you going to do? Like sometimes this has been their identity. So I think it's really important. I mean, here you are as an example, going to be seven. You've been, you're, you're still coaching. You're still training, rolling on the mats. You're still oh, up so to teaching. what you're, you're passionate about. So I just wanted you to, you know, maybe just share a little more on that. Cause I think I've seen it as a pattern over and over uh, with business owners exiting, not knowing what their next thing is. Well, you know, I, I came from a, a working class, you know, family. No one had a lot of money, you know? <laughs> but uh, for example, my grandfather was a uh, immigrant who was a brick layer and stonemason. And, you know, even when he was in his 80s, he started teaching at the local prison to help rehabilitate prisoners, teaching them a trade when they would get out. My own father, after years of working for the government, he retired down to Florida. He was retired two weeks and he got a job for the State Department of Agriculture in Florida and uh, was working at the Orlando International Airport as an agricultural agent in charge. He couldn't stand it. I plan to die with my boots on, as they say. <laughs> I'm going to continue teaching and training people until the day I die. And when you don't see me anymore on my website or internet, it's probably because I died. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Just like, what, what a, just, what just a like Master, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Master Elio Gracie. He was still in his 90s. You know, he died at 93, but right up until the end. He was still teaching people basic jujitsu and enjoying his life. So why would anyone want to retire if they're doing something that they love to do? I can understand if you're doing a job you don't like, but you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. You can find stuff you like. You can switch careers. I've seen people even in, you know, in the fifties and sixties change career, you know, go into a different field, finding something they really, really like, but you're right. You need to be useful and active. Unfortunately, our society doesn't really value elderly people that much. We kind of marginalize them, put them in old folks' homes. But many cultures, and I've traveled the yeah. world. I've been to Russia, China, Scandinavia, South and Central America, Mexico, Asia, Australia, New Zealand, everywhere. And a lot of these cultures really uh, value elderly people. Yes. So in order to keep yourself feeling like you're something, you know, we all need that little that 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 the feeling of of purpose. Yes. You need to do something that you like. Even if it's volunteer work. Even if you just go to the local burn ward or or you know uh, a shelter or a hospital, you know, they always need people to help. You know, you can do volunteer work if, 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 if you don't want to actually, you know, do an actual job job. But as far as the uh, routine, 
everyone needs to establish some type of health routine every morning. You know, most people will get up and brush their teeth. <laughs> That's about it. But I have like a little exercise routine I ever do of joint mobility exercise. And uh, I also do the five rights of Tibetan yoga, which I, I think is a fantastic little five exercise system. It takes a little over uh, six minutes. And every morning, like clockwork, you know, I do the cold water dowsing that I learned when I was in Russia. I have a whole little routine. whole thing takes me about uh, 30 minutes. Not everyone has the luxury of that kind of time. But, you know, I structured my life so I do have the time to do this kind of stuff. I yeah. created a, a job where I can work online. I do online personal training, Zoom sessions. Uh, part of it was through necessity during the whole, you know, so-called pandemic, whether you buy into that or not. But, you know, I, uh, I, I took it to the Internet and was able to pretty much work from anywhere. And it didn't, I wasn't dependent on being in a, a, a space or being there physically. So yeah. that's part of adapting and changing and so forth. You're, you're doing it. You touched on something earlier, Steve, just as far as other cultures and, and specifically uh, indigenous. So, that, so that's, a, that's near and dear to me. We've been doing a lot of work in that area. In fact, my wife is in, 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 back in school studying American uh, Indian studies at a university in North Carolina. And um, one of the things you'll notice the sign behind me, Legato Family, a company we had started last year uh, for families to create um, visions and core values and symbols and traditions for families, including rites of passage for kids, because that's something that we've lost. So the indigenous knew that. And, and that was part of the customs was to have rites of passage for young men and women. And we've lost that. And so my dear friend, Rich Christensen, who's part of this company Legato, did rites of passage for his five sons at 8, 12, 14, 16, 18. Amazing job raising the family. And then what I bring in wealth management is the structure to it. But one of the things I looked at, we call it family constitution, but we've renamed it seven generation family constitution, because that's part of what I think is missing is long-term thinking. So you mentioned elders back when, so when we did the constitution, the forefathers, they got a lot of the ideas from the Iroquois nation, from what they lived and wrote, which was the great law of peace and several things that our founding fathers left out. One of which being seven generation thinking. So the elders who were revered and respected in these tribes were called upon for their wisdom to make decisions. And when called upon, they would always view that question through seven generation thinking. How's this going to affect seven generations from now? And that's like, what a, and we're missing that today, but it's like, what a brilliant way to look at it is by, is by thinking long-term. And so I, I totally agree that um, it, there's so much value uh, the so-called elderly, uh, we're all going to get there if we're lucky enough to live long enough. But the point is having a purpose and having meaning where we're just, you know, unfortunately, like you said, sticking people in, in homes, it's just different culture where we're at. And it's like, it doesn't have to be that way. And there's so much, I think, I think the purpose for someone 50 and beyond, 60 and beyond, 70 and beyond, 80 and beyond, 90 and beyond can be so much wisdom that the world needs from someone of that age. So, uh, uh, and yeah. one of the reasons why these people get stuck in these homes is they lose the ability to take care of themselves. 
They can no longer drive. Their vision goes poorly. Uh, they lose the ability to locomote. Getting up and down off the floor is almost an impossibility. And it doesn't have to be that way. So if people are looking to influence their long-term health and longevity, the single most important thing all your listeners can do is strength train. I'm not talking about the bro dude gym guys of bouncing a barbell bench press off their pecs. I'm talking about sane, sensible, safe, sustainable training. And time static contraction isometrics. Look it up online. TSC, time static contraction, and or super slow, which is a patented training system, is the absolute best way for people to retain their strength and their health. When you're young, all you think about is size and strength, you know, hypertrophy, how much I lift. But that's not a sustainable model. Everyone forgets the long-term ramifications on the joints. And everyone doesn't think about, you know, like the safety. Exercise is basically strength training. All Mm -hmm. the other stuff like running, walking, tennis, basketball, riding your bike, swimming, golf, that's all fine. But those are recreation and they do not take the place of proper strength training. Yeah. The second part of that is mobility, doing some type of range of motion. Uh, I, in, my, in my field, I get a lot of guys wanting to learn martial arts, but they can't even do a squat with their feet on the ground. They, have, they struggle getting up and down off the floor. So a daily mobility routine, going through range of motion, and you know, even if you're doing nothing else other than spend time in a deep, flat-foot squat every day, you would be so far ahead. And then the third part of that trilogy is stretch. Particularly if you sit a lot, you need to stretch the hamstrings, the hip flexors, and the lower back. And there's a lot of forward head and kyphosis, you know, rounded upper back. So you got to do something to counterbalance all that forward head movement. I mean, all that forward head position from sitting at a desk or in a car or whatever. And then people say, well, how about cardio? Well, really, in truth, you don't need anything more than just a nice brisk walk every day. You do not need to be pounding your joints with running or rolling machines or, you know, air dying sprints. I mean, you can do that stuff if you want. It's just not necessary. Proper strength training hits all the five trainable factors of fitness. It hits your strength, your endurance, uh, helps body composition. It definitely helps uh, mobility. And it, it gives you a significant cardiovascular workout. A lot of people don't think of weight training as a cardio workout, but believe me, when you do it the mm-hmm. way I do it, it's it's cardio. And yes, it your is. your heart gets tremendous benefit from proper strength training. Yeah. And here's the good news, because I know a lot of your people are very busy. You don't need to really strength train more than twice a week. Yep. Twice a week is good. And yep. in some cases, I have some advanced Students to train once a week yep. and get some tremendous benefit. You do yep. not have to spend hours pounding the weights. My no. own routine takes about under 20 minutes. Yeah. And I, I usually do it once every five days. Same. Now I'm doing other stuff. You know, I'm teaching jujitsu and I like yep. to walk and do breathing every day, you know, and mobility. Totally. 
Yeah, but for, for the bare for the bare minimum, if you're just doing training, even once a week, four times a month, and going out for a walk, you are going to be so far ahead of the curve. You're going to retain the ability to move your body into advanced age. You are not going to be all broken down. And it, you know, and the best way to start is right today. Get on the internet, start researching. If you don't know what to do, you know, contact myself or. There's plenty of people out there that do online work, and you can you can uh, come up with a really livable routine that you can live with, and that will take you further than any other single activity. Yeah, that's great advice, Steve. And look, I've been doing it for years now. I don't know how long. It's been well over five years. I've been following this protocol, uh, this high-intensity training, the very slow uh, you know, movement, sometimes body weight, sometimes weights, but it's all about form. Uh, form. It's not about the weight. Uh, it's about muscle fatigue or time under load. Uh, so I've learned a lot, and it absolutely works. I will say uh, you know, one thing on that. It, it, the beauty is it's 20 minutes. I typically am twice a week personally, but sometimes I'm busy and once a week's more than sufficient. That works great. And everyone's different. Some people perform better with uh, once a week because some people recover slower. I'll just say it's it's the effort. And so that 20 minutes, I mean, it, it's a workout. It's, it's, it's cool. effort. You'll, you'll, you'll find out. <laughs> yeah, you'll find out why he's saying it's cardio too, because it's intense, but you're done. It's 20 minutes. You feel like a million bucks, though you're tired. You feel like you've really done something uh, worthwhile. And it, in one person's intensity doesn't have to be uh, someone else's, my point is you may hear that be like, oh, I can't go that intense. Yes, you can. You go as intense as you can with where you're currently at. So to exactly. me, Steve, you just dropped a ton of wisdom. Anyone listening, I mean, could think about reflecting on life from where we started of having enough. Are you really living in congruency with who you are as a human being versus chasing someone else's dream? And then in order to fully live now, which is what this podcast is about, you need health. So he just gave some really basic things and he ended on two things. Look, strength train and get steps in each day. Get work on your mobility, maybe do a deep squat. Because my recommendation is, Steve, I think very reasonable, super affordable. No one listening to this would not be able to access his services. You can access the content online, uh, download courses and work with him one-on-one. Steve, if you're open to it, we'll definitely have you back on because I know we just barely scratched the surface with all the wisdom that you, yeah, man, there's so much. We didn't get into diet and there's just so much, but if you're open to it, let's just have you back on because I, I know the audience, if they'll listen to the advice, will benefit from it. You got a lot of wisdom to share. So thanks for being on and audience. We'll catch you next week on the way to wealth podcast. We're all about making money simple. I want you to fully live now. Have a great week. See you next week. The opinions voiced in Way to Wealth with Scott Ford, Managing Director, Partner, and Wealth Advisor of Carson Wealth, are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Way to Wealth are not affiliated with CWM LLC or Satera Advisor Networks LLC. The Legato family is not affiliated with Satera Advisor Networks LLC or CWM LLC. 
Carson Wealth, 19833, Leitersburg Pike, Suite 1, Hagerstown, Maryland, 21742.